I'm Janine. This is KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, and this is Get the Funk Out. Standing by to join me is composer, songwriter, and music business consultant, Cheryl B. Englehart. Welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Well, I reached out to you because I got an email from you about your latest album, Luminary, and it was beautiful. I took some time to listen to the tracks. Um, and also, I was so intrigued by how this whole record came about, uh, where it was produced, and I thought that would be a great uh, story for the show. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a weird one. It's my fifth record, and it's definitely the anomaly in terms of style. My others were sort of piano pop chick chick rock stuff and this is definitely new age hard hardcore full-on uh piano ambient music um i i had applied to a composer residency an artist residency and got in and it was 15 days in greece a tiny little half abandoned mountain town um you could drive into the bottom of the town or around to the top but there's no driving you know it was um super interesting little little space in crete and there were sculptors and painters and people that do visual things that I couldn't even dream of doing. And I was yeah. the composer there and they, I think I was planning, I think I had pitched to like my application was I wanted to write a choral record. Mm -hmm. I've been doing a lot of work with social justice choirs and they showed me, they're like, here's your, your workspace. And it's this stone room with a grand piano oh. in it. And I was like, Nope, we're doing a piano record like that. Scratch that plan. Like the yeah. the reverb, the echo in the room. It just wasn't something I felt like I could re recreate in a studio electronically. It was so organic and beautiful and inspiring. So I knew I had 15 days to write, record, um, get everything I needed because, like I said, I didn't want to try to recreate that very unique sounds there were cicadas in the background like stray dog like it was just a whole... i saw that in your video you're like oh yeah i mean i had to record when the cicadas were when it, the sun was down basically because they were so i've never in my life experienced bugs so loud it's it's phenomenal <laughs> really how much noise a little guy like that could make it was empowering really i'm like okay if they can sit i saw this great meme if, if cicadas can sit in trees and scream all day long why can't i <laughs> <laughs> Had you ever been there before? No, ne never been to Greece, never had been to islands in the Mediterranean at all. So it was, um, you know, just kind of a, I, I had actually applied to about 10 different artist residencies that were about the same length around two weeks the year before. You, you basically apply about nine months to 12 months ahead of the, when it's actually going to happen. And I think I was, so that was 2018 when I was applying for those. I think I was just kind of like, trying to escape my marriage honestly like without actually like escaping it just being like oh look i have an excuse to go away for two weeks <laughs> that's like work related you how know, clever yeah i know i mean i tell that story and people i i always think it's kind of like a little manipulative or dark and everyone's like oh i i, I really get that so i, I but it's that... very telling it's very telling if someone said to you if you had the chance to go to greece for you know 15 days would you take it would you drop everything and go alone oh yeah oh yeah hundred percent. I mean, my, my husband is a mountain guide. We are generally somewhat long distance. So he spends about six months total out of the year out on trips. I mean, this year has been completely different. We, for the first time ever, we had a three month block together where neither of us went away because of COVID. So yeah. it's, it's been interesting and we're like, oh, we can live together non, you know, not long, yeah. long distance. But that was, you know, that was two years ago. We were going through whatever we were going through. And then a year later, we're like in a good place. And I'm like, oh, now I got to go. I, I got into a couple other residencies as well. One where I mixed the record in upstate New York. And so I was like, 
and now I'm traveling. Sorry. <laughs> so that was, that was kind of funny, but yeah, that, that's how it came to be. And I was so focused. The Wi-Fi was terrible. I didn't know anyone. Everyone else was working on projects. So it was really, um, something that I don't normally let myself do, which was focus, um, exclusively okay. on one project. And I think that might be why it's gotten the legs that it has gotten. I, I always bring up the idea of flow from positive psychology and we need to get into that state. We have to get into that state to create to our best ability, to our highest ability. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I, I love that. And I, I've been reading more about focus and you know, I used to always think focus is a four letter word. I'm multi-passionate. I can do many things at once. Like I'm a multitasker and really getting that that is to my detriment and, you know, really seeing the focus of this particular record for the first time ever hitting charts, being on apps where thousands of people are listening to it a day, just like making an impact, getting email, like so much positivity around what it's doing. And I designed each track to kind of latch on emotionally. Um, I had been searching for meditation music. I, I was struggling with anxiety and was trying out a lot of different practices, gratitude and, you know, sort of meditating ideas, um, not really knowing what would work. And I, every time I looked for meditation music, it was either like sort of drone, like it would put me to sleep or my, my mind would wander really easily. Or it was like happy classical piano where my, I was hearing the melodies and it was so musical that I was not, I wasn't being present with myself. And so it wasn't really helping. So I wanted something that would make you present, but wouldn't be so melodic and musical that you'd want to go sing along with it. And it would take you out of yourself. Sure. So I worked with the heart rates. Uh, I didn't. I didn't want something that was at a resting heart rate. So I. I didn't want to have to put a disclaimer. Don't listen to this while operating heavy machinery or driving. You know, you hear it a lot. <laughs> beginning of a lot of meditations. Yes. I was like, no, no. I'm nicer when I listen to this while I'm driving. Like I honk less. Yeah. So I. I wanted it to be something that could. Could my. My husband, who's a super athlete, um, rows and runs, and he's like, yeah, I listened to Luminary while I was doing my hardcore run yesterday. I was like, what? Amazing. So like, yeah, no, it's really. It's. It, there's something energizing about it. But then I. Have friends saying that it's the only thing that their babies will fall asleep to now so it's super interesting like the depends on the person and where you are and yeah. your mindset uh what were who are some of your influences for this particular record i had not yet gotten into the new age category in terms of what's out there in that in that category i mean i've always been a fan of enya who's you know, i was gonna say i was gonna bring up team. enya i was gonna because i that does that music does something to me. It always has. Yeah, it, it really. And, but it is so close, so much closer in terms of chord progressions and melodies, um, and even that that it has lyrics, which Luminary does not. To to being like pop, right? The new age pop, and it's really the the sort of ambient soundscape elements of it that I think bring it back to new age. Yeah. And so I've always loved Enya forever and ever and ever. So I think that that might have been a little bit there but I didn't I didn't sit down and say I want to make a new age album um it just turned out later when I was like oh maybe I will release this and it's not just for myself I, I realized later it was a new age album but I knew I didn't I had to do work to not be super melodic coming from pop and classical background and and writing music for commercials where it's like you got to get that hook in the hook the hook right. I didn't want hooks because I wanted the person to stay present listening to it. So I did play around with sounds and um, like I plucked piano strings and then I would reverse that sound. Um, so the producing and the mixing of it was part of the composition process. And I think 
just in that process alone probably brought it into the new age category um mm -hmm. some of the stuff was very like john cage stuff but which you know i wanted it to be prettier than that <laughs> um so yeah i don't it's hard for me to say what was what had influenced me i had done a lot of um trailer work um about 10 years ago M movie trailers like epic sort of that dun, like dun, the, dun, like those big yeah, big, yeah. Uh, working with a live orchestra and yeah. a drummer and and i did a lot of the vocals sort of these like high like ethereal things that we'd put a lot of echo on so it sound like you know elves or spirits and so that i sort of pulled from that because i remember really loving that experience of there's a lot of freeing something freeing about not having lyrics and and letting your imagination us. take over yeah. so that was really interesting as a vocalist to be able to to have that freedom to not try to fit into rhythm and syllables and things like that. So um, that was, that was fun too. Yeah. How, at what point in your life did you realize music was going to be a career path for you? That's such a great question because I've, I've been playing the piano since I was like two and I was always singing and everything, but I loved the ocean. I had pictures of dolphins and whales, not rock stars, on my walls growing up. Um, <laughs> and when I, I went to Cornell University, I actually double majored in biology, marine. I think I was social marine law. I was going to maybe go into marine law or policy, um, but I was taking enough electives as a musician in, in music, in the music department, that my advisor was like, if you take like two more credits, you can actually double major. They didn't have minors when I was there. And mm -hmm. I was like, okay. So I had this double major. I got the, all the, you know, the education. Um, and my first job out of college was I got recruited by the United States Geological Survey to do water quality research. So I was scuba diving for like six months after I graduated. Amazing. And I got bored really quickly. And we had this like a couple weeks off because the river froze or something. I can't even remember the reason why. And a friend of a friend who knew I also wrote music was like, hey, I have um, I have this website that I need to make a bunch of videos for. It's for a hotel, like a high-end hotel that's owned by the Vatican in Rome. Would you like to come to Rome and work on this with me? And that was, um, you know, six, seven months after I graduated college and I never went back to the science. I, I said, oh, this is where this is where music takes me. Okay. Um, yeah. I came back and I started a bunch of odd jobs. Like, you know, I was a personal trainer. I taught piano lessons. I did all these things. And while I was trying to do some film composing, I scored a bunch of really terrible amateur horror films. I was in, <laughs> in Manhattan for an advertising company, which eventually led me to meeting the Jingle House I was a became a composer for for a while. That's amazing. So the show is called Get the Funk Out. I know. I love that <laughs> so much. When I saw the title, I was like, yes, we're going to talk on this Fantastic. Show. So fun. <laughs> um, what are some things you do? Obviously music, but is that, has music always been the thing that helps you get out of a funk? Um, I, I have to say um, yes, because I, I realized this and this, it was so funny that you asked this question. My mom literally just mailed me an envelope. She, she was like cleaning out the attic and found my college application essay. And it was about how I got the Bubbly's personality award in high school and was like the, like known as like the happy person. But every single piano piece, I never wrote lyrics until I got to college, but I, I always wrote piano music. My first piece I wrote when I was five. And it was wow. always this dark, brooding, moody, um, very yeah. minor, intense, um, intense music. And I, I was reflecting on that in this essay, being like, I wonder if I have permission to be so happy because the dark parts of me get out in this other way. So you don't see it in my 
personality. So I, I've always sort of assumed that that was the case. And I don't, I don't know if that's true, but I definitely remember sitting down at the piano when I, in the moments when I was sad and, or upset or frustrated or embarrassed, I got embarrassed a lot in high school. Um, oh. And I, <laughs> I think that that helped. I definitely think that that helped immensely. And I think it was something that I ignored when I was going through anxiety, which I sort of experienced from my late twenties through mm -hmm. just a couple of years ago, also my late twenties, just kidding. Um, <laughs> it was about a decade worth of that. And I, I think it took me a little longer than it probably should have to turn to music, to, uh, to creating music, not just listening to it, which I had done for a while and it wasn't working. So, um, so I, I want to say yes, and and it's good to actually say it out loud and acknowledge that and bring that more into my practice. I think sometimes we don't realize we have this this skill, this special skill, and you run around searching for something else, and there it is, right in your back pocket. That's that is literally the definition of luminary, the source of light, and that's why I love that title: is discovering like I am the source of my own healing, happiness, light, power, creativity whatever it is like we are the source of it um so i love that you you say that yeah it took me a, took me a little long to figure it out for sure and i feel like your trip to greece probably maybe i'm wrong but it made your relationship stronger because you were able to go off and focus on something you loved and doing that brings us such joy when we can carve out that time guilt-free and just focus on ourselves and listening to what's coming out of us yeah, it's it was really extraordinary. And if I were to try to recreate it or do the next version of this record, I, I think I would would absolutely do something similar, which is just disappear. Literally, that's what I had permission to do. Not permission from husband, but just like permission to myself that I didn't have to be there. I didn't have to be online. I didn't have to be tending to to anything. And that, you know, that is something that my husband and I, we we've learned from the beginning. He was in the audience at one of the shows I was performing in, in Portland, Maine. That's how we met. So Aww. he knew right off the bat that I'm a performer and he was in the middle of a trip mountain climbing. So we, we both have these first loves, right? Mine is mm -hmm. music, his is mountains. And, and we take time and we need time alone to work on them and to foster them and to um, have them grow. So I think there's that understanding and we come up against it every once in a while, especially with the, this is not what a relationship should look like, you know, cause it's not, it's not normal to have another love before the relationship. But I think we've sort of- But what's, what's normal anyway? I know, right? What is normal? What is normal? Because what's normal for one person is not normal from another. And if you can make something work, it doesn't have to meet up to somebody else's expectations. Exactly. I, you know? That's sort of what we've had to, to come to on our own, which is, you know, it's tricky when we're surrounded by people and friends with kids and you know, day jobs and things. I mean, now everything is crazy this year. So, so normal has been completely tossed out the window, which is ironic because it's, uh, we're feeling more normal uh, in terms of what the, the stereotypical norm is that we're home together and, you know, working and all that stuff. So. Do you feel that you're creating more than ever right now or having more creative ideas more than ever? Right now I'm in a period where I am full on playing the focus game around Luminary, trying extremely hard to not just let this creation be created and go back to creating again, which is how I normally have operated. So I'm really focusing on on getting press and relationships and I'm playing the Grammy nomination game, trying to get it in front of Grammy voters. And um, and it's hard to focus on that phase of, you know, every cycle of creation kind of comes with this 
preparation, the actual creation, and then it's like, you know, dotting the I's and the T's, and then it's actually promoting and pitching it and then letting the results come in. So I'm sort of in that, that later phase, and I know I'll come back to creating again. I'm really looking forward to doing another, um, something something like this another new age album and i i love this process so i think just sort of holding myself back i feel like i'm like a, a horse at the races like just waiting for that gate to open but i want to be responsible for what i created and I, I think there's something special here and i want to see how far i can take that and so until i think until this grammy season is over i'm going to play that game pretty hardcore and then come back to this creation. And I am, I am working with um, several different choirs. I'm working with a high school choir, a professional choir, and a social yeah. justice choir on pieces that they can create together in this virtual environment so that they can experience the, the choral experience. So I'm writing pieces specifically for knowing that they're not going to be together to hear each other. Um, so I am, I am composing. I do have projects that are, that are creative. And so I'm getting it out there, but I think around my next record, I, I am like, hold on, pause. I'm, I'm purposefully holding back, which feels exciting, but all, it, mildly frustrating. But I think it, in the, in the long run, it, it'll be a good thing. Right. What else would you like people to know about this album? Um, I kind of got a little dorky with um, some of the things that I had been reading uh, <laughs> for those of you that kind of like science built into their music. I had mentioned that I, you know, none of the, the tempos, you, you, you're not going to like hear a beat. It's not like something you can tap your toe to, but all of the tempos are above resting heart rate designed to not have you fall asleep. But I also, I love the idea of energetically that your, your left side is kind of the feminine side. And generally you want to awaken that side to support the masculine. We all have both you know, it's not a, it's not a gender thing. It's an energetic thing. So there is a lot of very subtle, if you listen with headphones, there's some subtle over the each six minute piece um, movement from the left side to the right side to kind of awaken and stimulate the left side and then energetically bring over to the right and have this supported sort of energy balance and flow. So I, I brought some of that in. Um, so there, there are other like small little elements like that. Um, one one day when I was doing the all the sounds, by the way, based on the word luminary, we are the source of the light. It's just a piano and just my voice and a bell actually. and a bell. OK, and a bell. That's it. There are moments when you're like, no, that's like someone screaming or that's that's an orchestra or that's a violin or that's a cello. Or that's a synth. That's all synthesizers. Nope. It's all just either reversing or playing with those those files. Um, but and you did, did all that. You You did all that yourself. All of the mixing and producing myself, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Which is something I've done with commercials. I've never done it for my own album. So it was definitely a, is this good enough? Like all of those, like, am I good enough? Is this like worthy of a, of course. that I'm the mixer and I'm not a professional, like people don't pay me to mix, therefore am I not a prof And I, I had, I got all over, go, got over all of that. <laughs> is it um, Pro Tools, by the way? I use Logic. Logic. And is that similar to Pro Tools? I don't even know. It is. Um, I, I just use Logic because the commercial houses I used to work in used Logic. It is another, another recording. Um, I, I've, I heard earlier on, I know now both pr programs are more robust, that Pro Tools was more if you were recording live. Um, oh, advanced. Doing a lot yeah. of more engineering and Logic was a little bit more composing. It synced up with video a little bit better. There's more MIDI things you can do if you're working with a keyboard that's coming into the computer. Um, and now it's just the thing. I know Pro Tools tool, but I have Logic and I keep update, upgrading it. And so it's kind of just the thing I know. And so I stick with, I stick with Logic. I haven't had any major problems with it, so. That's amazing. And do you play ukulele too? I 
play ukulele a little bit. It's not on the record, but I do. Uh, I've tried to play the guitar like 10,000 times. And then I saw ukulele and started to, I think it was on sale. And I was like, I'm going to get this. And for some reason, it just clicked for me. Still can't play guitar to save my life. But for some reason, <laughs> I can I can like get along on the ukulele. I've performed a few songs in front of people with it. So it's not it's not terrible. But I would never say that I'm ukulele player but yes i do have one if you're looking at the, the but i love your space it's really cool with the angles and everything yeah it's kind of like a little alcove it's not the attic although it looks like it's an attic um yeah it has a, i have a little vocal booth in this wind there's a window over there that's kind of like a, a dormant and uh and there's keyboards and there's another keyboard in there nice. pianos everywhere in my house yeah are you in new york i am in new york M manhattan no, I, I lived in Manhattan for 12 years. I was in Harlem. And then when I married this mountain guide, we moved into the Hudson Valley because there okay. was climbing around here was sort of the compromise. Nice. Um, yeah. Great. And how are you doing, by the way, in COVID and all this craziness? We are doing okay. I mean, I've been really, um, I took on supporting my musician community. I have a membership called Amplify and I used to meet once a month. It was like a live coaching call and goal setting and really celebrating Great. wins. And we started going daily in March and Great. for three and a half months, we met for like an hour a day. And just because I knew people were losing income from gigs, a lot of musicians were quarantining alone. So I wanted to be like that source of, um, just community for them. Right. And I learned a lot about what their needs were and wants. And so I restructured it. And now we meet four times a month. It was getting a little, um, it was not sustainable to do that for me energetically every day, but I think it was also getting overwhelming as people were starting to get in their own flow to show up for an hour call every single day became right. a lot. So now we're kind of in a new groove. And um, so that was really, really great to be able to work on that and focus on, on them during that and then working on these choral pieces and then focusing on luminary. So I've, I've had, I feel like I've been busy and it's been, it's been good. Um, we've known a couple, we've known a lot of people that had COVID. Our neighbor passed away from it. My great aunt oh, also passed away from I'm it. I'm so sorry. Um, so we've had our share oh. of, of being very close up front and personal with it. Um, mm -hmm. Like I know so many people, so it's been, you know, it's been a journey, but we definitely consider ourselves very lucky at the mm -hmm. moment. Good. And where can people find out more about you? You can find everything you want at cbemusic.com. Okay. Luminary does have its own sort of little culture website. I am a luminary.com is where you can get more of that, but that's all on the cbemusic.com website. I love, um, I love following people on Instagram. It's sort of my new favorite platform to hang out on. So I'm cbemusic there. Um, and same on Facebook. So and the cool video you sent me of you in Greece, where can people see that? That's on the Luminary page. So you can access that on IamAluminary.com. That's like the behind the scenes making of. Yeah. Fantastic. All right. Well, Cheryl, this has been wonderful. Congratulations. I'm so glad I got your email and we made this happen. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And thank you for what you're doing and letting people have a platform. Absolutely.